Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome in, everybody. This is Making It Big. I'm The Fuse. Glad to be with you once again. March Madness underway. A lot of big-name teams were eliminated last week during St. Patty's Day weekend. You had... Virginia getting knocked out, Kentucky getting knocked out, Duke lost, so uh, Kansas lost, the defending champs, so these big name schools, Virginia, these schools got bounced, um, and it's exciting, I I didn't do a bracket this year, but I know it's exciting when anybody has a chance, and, and I watched a little bit of that Xavier game, and they almost lost to Kennesaw State, and this is what we like. We like the competitiveness. We like the fact that anybody can knock out any of the top seeds, and you know, Penn State, Pitt. I know people in Pennsylvania were happy last week uh, until the end of uh, uh, Sunday, where both PSU and Pitt were done by that point. So. It's an exciting time of the year. I know Kansas State is going to play Michigan State tonight. So uh, UCLA is is still alive, Alabama. So some bigger, some better programs are still out there, some of the better ones. Houston is still alive. Um, I believe Gonzaga is still alive. So... There's still some bigger name programs still alive. Some of the better ones still marching on here in March Madness as April is just about a week week or so away. Uh, wanted to dive into some NFL free agency. We didn't talk about that because uh, it's kind of been on, not, uh, not really a hiatus, but uh, kind of had our episode a little later this week. So, but you look at the Carolina Panthers and just be happy with what they've done. I mean, Miles Sanders, Hayden Hurst, they added to the offense. They lost Foreman, who went to Chicago. Uh, but the Panthers added to their defense, taking Shy Tuttle away from the Saints. Von Bell goes from Cincy to Carolina. Uh, Andy Dalton, a nice, uh, no, okay uh, backup option for the Panthers. He's not very good, but as far as a veteran, guy who's been there, done that, He can help mentor a C.J. Stroud if they draft him number one. Uh, Hayden Hurst, the tight end. They added a center, Bradley Bozeman. Uh, They added to the defensive line. I already mentioned Tuttle. There's Deshaun Williams. They added uh, safety Julian Love, who used to play for the Giants. And the Panthers added Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen, the former Viking receiver, he gets a three-year deal, so... C.J. Stroud, if you're going to Carolina, it looks more and more enticing. Again, the front seven has improved. You add to the O-line, there's some weapons for you, veteran guys who are going to be there the next three to four years, potentially. 
obviously guys can get cut at any time, but you like what Carolina has done, helping Frank Reich, ha- helping that rookie quarterback, assuming it's C.J. Stroud. Uh, you can't be mad at what the Bears have done. They were extremely aggressive. I think they were number one in salary cap space this offseason. They added D.J. Moore. We know that. Uh, they added Travis Homer, uh, a running back depth option. They added Robert Tunyon, veteran guy, played with Aaron Rodgers, had 10 touchdowns one season. They added Deonta Foreman on a, on a one-year deal, kind of a you know, prove-it deal. Um, Bears also added... To their defense, a couple linebackers, T.J. Edwards, Tremaine Edmonds. So you'll like what the the uh, the Bears were able to do, improving their offense, adding to their front seven, Demarcus Walker coming over as well on a two-year deal. So uh, P.J. Walker, he's a backup option. Uh, it looks like he'll fit the system that the Bears are running there with uh, Justin Fields. So. Uh, Nate Davis comes over on a three-year deal to be a new guard, uh, offensive guard for the Bears. You can't be mad. Andrew Billings comes over to play D-tackle. Um, I already mentioned Robert Tunyon. So Bears and Panthers, they're building something. They're uh, aggressive. They're not being. They're not, one of the things I like about the Bears, the Panthers, they're making small contracts. For good quality players, uh, a good, they've added good packages of players in free agency. Um, so it's been a really successful offseason so far for both Chicago and Carolina. You like where they're headed. I'm not ready to say that they'll both make the playoffs, but they're certain. I would not be shocked if both made the playoffs this year. Um, and you look at the NFC South. Yeah, I know the Saints are struggling, but adding Derek Carr does help to some extent. Um, the Falcons, I didn't even mention the Atlanta Falcons, who added Jonu Smith via trade with New England, adding Jesse Bates the third on a four-year deal to their secondary. They improved the offensive line. Uh, Chris Lindstrom there on a five-year deal. But Caleb McGarry comes over. Uh, they just added Mac Hollins this week. Taylor Heineke, a nice backup to Desmond Ritter. Um, So again, improving the offensive line, improving the defense, getting another tight end. Lorenzo Carter comes in on a two-year deal. So you're happy that if you're a Falcon fan, yeah, you may have have the worst quarterback in the division this year. But the point is, you're giving him a shot to prove himself. This might be a... Uh, a wash of a year if Ritter is not very good. But the point is, you give him a better chance. Again, adding to the offensive line, adding to the defense. You take David Onimata from the Saints, and he's now a defensive tackle for you. So you improve the defense, get a tight end, uh, get a couple uh, uh, linebackers, get Jesse Bates, to bolster your secondary. And uh, again, it's very valuable. We've seen this getting a veteran backup to help a young quarterback. And Taylor Heineke is going to do that for sure for Ritter, especially with uh, some of the buzz Heineke has had as a player in this league. Yeah, he's not a superstar player, but you like the way he's played. 
coming off the bench for Washington over the last few years and uh, just overall his mental makeup. So uh, Heineke's a nice little uh, addition for the Falcons and Ritter. And if I had to rank the teams right now, I'm still going to put the Saints slightly above the Panthers. I would not be shocked if the Panthers leaped the Saints. I'm definitely going to leave the door open. Um, third would be the Atlanta Falcons, and fourth, the Tampa Bay Bucks. The Bucks, I know they have Baker, Mayf- Baker Mayfield, but I would not be shocked if this is a wash of a year, a, ver- a down year, a rebuilding year for the Bucks. I know they have Godwin and Evans on the roster. Baker Mayfield is a Band-Aid. Um, but do you love Todd Bowles? Do you love the new Bucks offensive coordinator who nobody could pick out of a lineup? Uh, there's changes coming in Tampa. I think they're eventually, you know, they're not in full rebuild mode. Again, they still have some veterans on that roster, but uh, I believe they're headed that way. Um, let's see here. Other notable notable players in free agency. Um, let's go with the Cleveland Browns. They added Elijah Moore in a trade with the Jets. Getting Josh Dobbs as a backup to Deshaun Watson. Uh, Browns also added to their defensive front a couple of uh, defensive tackles. Maurice Hurst on a one-year deal. Dalvin Tomlinson, former Viking, on a four-year deal. They also brought back Sione Takitaki on a one-year deal. Ethan Pochich gets a three-year deal. He's a center. And Anthony Walker... Uh, former Colt and Raider, I believe. He is a new linebacker in Cleveland. Also, Juan Thornhill comes over to Cleveland. He leaves Kansas City. Um, so you like what the Browns are doing up front, defensive front. Um, adding to that defense, adding to the secondary. There's a lot of talent in Cleveland. I just kind of wonder if... I think well, first of all, I think Deshaun Watson's going to have a better season now that he's playing a full year. It looks like that off the field incident is, uh, you know, it looks like he's moved on from that, and uh, it looks like everybody has moved on from it. So, with that said, it's a fresh start for Watson, truly a fresh start uh, in Cleveland this year. Uh, they restructured his contract to help the team. Uh, but I question, though, is Kevin Stefanski, because we've seen him have talent before, but you just wonder how long is the road for Kevin Stefanski as a head coach? I'm not saying he's on the hot seat this year or even next year. Uh, I guess we'll wait and see, but as of now, I, I don't see him being in trouble of losing his job at any point this year, um, because he did help the Browns snap their uh, playoff lo- uh, playoff losing streak. He, he's, he helped them get to the playoffs recently, uh, a couple years ago. Um, they've had a lot of talent with him at the helm. My only thing is, is he going to be the guy to get the Browns to that next level, to get them to a Super Bowl? 
because that's where they want to go. Remember, there was so much buzz around Cleveland last year when they got Watson and the talent level, but they had a very pedestrian season. I think they were 7-10 and 10 last year. Uh, just a week. That, I mean, they went out with a whimper. I mean, you, uh, a very, very quiet whimper. I mean, you couldn't, you didn't even know they were there. Like, I, I, for, I sometimes I would forget about the Cleveland Browns. Um, but we'll see how they improve going forward. Uh, let's see, who else do we want to address? Uh, last team, Houston Texans, all the moves they made, adding Hassan Ridgeway, Jimmy Ward to the defense. They added offensive guys like Robert Woods, Case Keenum, backup quarterback. We've seen a lot of veteran backups move around. I know Jacoby Brissett goes to Washington. Uh, but the Texans did get Mike Boone, defensive end Chase Winovich, wide receiver Noah Brown, and they got a, they got Shaq Mason, an offensive guard, in a trade with the Bucks. So again, Houston, I would think they're going to try and move on from Davis Mills. He'll probably be a backup this year, maybe a short-term starter before they replace him with, let's say, a Bryce Young or another rookie quarterback who they draft. But the Houston Texans... Everywhere I looked, they kept making moves, uh, adding to the offensive line, getting center, you know, having center Scott Quisenberry come uh, re-sign. They added tight end Andrew Beck on a two-year deal, brought, you know, add, just gave him that deal. Uh, defensive tackle Sheldon Rankins, he's been around the league. So MJ Stewart gets a two-year deal. So the Texans, not adding a ton of splash, but there's a lot of... Uh, they got a nice boost in terms of quality depth to their defense, adding to their offense, with adding some veteran guys to that locker room. Um, Dalton Dalton Schultz comes over the tight end, former Cowboy. Dalton Dalton Schultz. I'm trying to say that without stuttering. So Schultz comes over, one year deal. Jeremy Tunsil or Laramie Tunsil. Three-year extension, Devin Singletary, former Bill, getting a fresh start. And uh, Denzel Perryman, ex-Charger, he's he's coming over on a one-year deal. So a lot of short-term deals. But guys who have been there have been in this league a while. A lot of these guys are on one-year deals. You know, Winovich, Brown, Noah Brown, Rankins, Dalton Schultz, Singletary, Perryman. All one-year deals, Ridgeway, but they are improving the quality of that locker room, trying to set the tone, adding to the offensive line, adding to the defense, adding to that tight end room. Sometimes it's hard to really get that top-notch tight end. I mean, there's only a select few in the league. Add to the secondary, getting veteran players, adding some receivers, who could help a rookie um, like Bryce Young. So I like where Houston is headed. Not saying they're going to win a bunch of games this year, but I like what they're doing to try and change the aura of that franchise. So that's those are some of the names, the, the teams that stood out to me in free agency. When you add a lot of players, chances are I'm going to highlight you first. Just the crazy aggressiveness that there was. Um, 
So there is that. And also throw this out there real quick. Um, the, I mean, you can talk about the Giants if you want to, but the New England Patriots, they bring back Jonathan Jones, Jabril Peppers, two-year deals. They added to the offensive line Calvin Anderson, Riley Reef, got Juju Smith-Schuster. You can say what you want about his dancing on the logo, using TikTok. Overall, I think he's a nice player, good quality locker room guy, I think, overall. Can make some plays for you. He's not amazing. But Juju to that locker room on a three-year deal. Finally gets a nice contract that he deserves. Um, Worked hard for it. But Patriots adding to the O-line to help Mac Jones, giving him Juju, uh, getting James Robinson, Mike Jacecki on a one-year deal. So it's an interesting time for if you're a Patriot fan, you're trying to see if Mac Jones is the guy. I honestly don't know his shelf life. I don't... It sounds like he's not going to have the biggest, uh, the largest amount of room to prove he's the guy. I mean, this year could be a make or break for him. Uh, Bill O'Brien comes back out of college to coach uh, Bill Belichick's offense. I would think that's going to help Mac Jones. I mean, remember, when Bill O'Brien was the head coach at Penn State, he was only there for a year. But he changed things. And it was for the better. So to have him with Mac Jones, a young guy trying to prove himself, mind you, Mac Jones went to Alabama. Bill O'Brien was recently a coach at Alabama. So there's that tie. There's an a way for Bill O'Brien to create some sort of connection and begin a conversation with Mac Jones. Hey, you went to Alabama? Okay, cool. Like that's a good jumping off point and then hey, let's how can we make this easier for you in the NFL? So, I'm curious how the Patriots improve. No one's really talking about them as much. They're kind of being quietly written off. Um, you don't hear a lot about them as far as being a contender. I don't think they're a Super Bowl team this year, but could they make the playoffs? Could they uh, improve offensively? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, like I said, adding to the O-line, we know a part of their offense is running the football. They just lost Damian Harris to the Bills. So we'll see how the Patriots adjust. I mean, they're pretty good at replacing guys. Unfortunately for them, they don't have a lot of big-time playmakers uh, on offense. So we'll see how they get better in 2023. But I love the moves in NFL free agency. It's certainly been fun. And as of now, if you're looking around the league, just looking at a couple of divisions, kind of looking at the aftermath, uh, in the AFC North, I still believe Bengals are the team to beat. Uh, how can you ignore them after the success they've had? Going, keep They keep going to AFC championships. Uh, just went to a Super Bowl last year. But the second team in that division 
it has to be the Pittsburgh Steelers as of now. I mean, they added Isaac Sayamalu to the offensive line, Nate Erbig, um, Patrick Peterson came over. Uh, they brought back James Pierre. So there's a lot of corners on that team. They're trying to uh, improve the O-line. I would think Kenny Pickett is going to take that next step. He's certainly working hard. Uh, you have George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Fryermuth. I mean, it would be interesting if they somehow found another uh, skilled pass-catching tight end to add with Fryermuth. I think that would be a huge bonus for them. Uh, Connor Hayward on the roster, James Daniels at one of the guard spots. So you like where the Steelers are headed. I'm going to guess and say they're going to draft Dewan Jones uh, with their uh, first overall pick. Uh, guard, uh, tackle out of Ohio State. So they need an offensive tackle. Mike Tomlin loves him some Ohio State, loves some Big Ten football. Uh, and how can you not? So if you're looking at the Steelers, I would think they're going to finish second in that division as of now. Third, I'll give it to Cleveland. Uh, fourth, Baltimore, because... First of all, obviously the elephant in the room is, are they going to bring back Lamar Jackson? Is he going to be traded? I still think he's going to come back to Baltimore. And there was a time where I was like, oh man, there's a real good chance he's gone. But I still stuck with my gut, which is he's going to stay. And the bottom line is, and I've said it before, you have a star quarterback. If you trade him, you're going to go in the, there's a good chance he'll go in the tank. It's so hard to rebound from losing a star quarterback. Um, so you have that situation hanging over Baltimore. Lamar wants his money. I understand. Like I know he wants to be compensated for his play, but. I don't think he's there. I don't think he's being blackballed. I, I don't think. I think the Ravens are trying to draw a line in the sand, and Lamar doesn't like it. Um. I, I just feel like whatever he if he wants to Sean Watson money, and I haven't looked at, at the updated number that he wants, but Lamar. I feel like he should have took the three-year, $133 million contract that I believe was offered to him. Um, and if you hit the open market again, guess what? You can go somewhere else. That's kind of how I would look at it. You could keep at padding your stats, padding your resume. And guess what? If your price tag goes up and you keep and you stay healthy and you're healthier than, than what you used to be, then... There's, there's a chance that another team might hop in the mix and try to get you at some point down the road. Um, I mean, heck, if you wanted to play hardball, you could sign the contract and maybe in a year or two ask for a trade, demand a trade before the final year of that three-year deal. Demand a trade, get more money, sign an extension with a new team, that way you're not sitting there on the open market, unless you want to be on the open market. But I'm just saying there's an option for you. Sign a three-year deal. There's 
guys that have done that in the past in sports, they'll sign an ex- they'll sign a, an extension, then with like three four years left on the deal, they'll demand a trade. Not saying it's the best way to go, but I'm saying if you want to get this money, do you want to sit there and, and keep waiting? I mean, I feel like he should want. $30 million a year. I think that's fair. $30, Um i am not going to sit here and pretend like I have all the answers. but And honestly, I don't blame the Ravens for not going all in on Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's been hurt several, uh, plenty of times. It's hard to keep him healthy for a full year. You know he was an MVP once upon a time, but... The Ravens, they're trying to be smart about this. I don't think it's a matter of not wanting to compensate. It's a matter of we have to draw the line. I'll give you an example. Aaron Judge, he's dealt with injuries in his career, but if the Yankees would have said, we're going to draw a line, you're not getting $40 million a year. You know, I, I mean, I think that's the max that you go. But beyond that, is insanity. So, uh, and I think Judge actually got it $40 million a year. But moving forward, I just think the Ravens have to draw a line somewhere. I think if you want to give Lamar, I don't know, three years, what's what's three times if you want to, I don't, I don't know. I feel like three for 133 is lenient for Lamar and his services. Um, yeah, let's see here. 133 divided by three. Yeah, that's $44 million a year. I mean, that's pretty good compensation. So I don't think the Ravens are in the wrong here. And, and Lamar Jackson, I mean, if he wants that longer-term deal, I, I feel like he has to stay healthier, play more games. Um, I'm more on the side of the team in this case. Uh, not saying Lamar is the is, a, is the bad guy, but uh, if he wants Deshaun Watson money, at least when Watson signed that that contract last year, I just think that's a little too much to ask. I just that's what I feel like. I mean, he's not great. I've heard coaches say that he's not great with his footwork, not a great passer. And you got to take that stuff seriously. So, um, but the Ravens are stuck in that if they lose a star quarterback, they kind of have to have to start over. They're gonna have to take a few years back. It seems like um, they also the sorry, my phone was ringing. But I don't think the Ravens are the bad guy. I just think Lamar has to manage his expectations. Uh, I don't know how if his mind's changed recently. I'm just going by what I've heard rec- uh, not long ago. But my point is, if the Ravens decide to move on, they're not they're they're not to settle. They're gonna have to take a step back. Uh, I don't see how they're going to improve their quarterback position drastically moving forward. I don't know how they're going to add a franchise quarterback. I mean, if they really like Anthony Richardson, 
Can they trade Lamar? Can they make sure the Panthers, some of these other teams, like the Colts, can can the Ravens find a way to get their guy? I would think they're going over all possibilities, but with that being said, we'll see how it shakes out. I understand Baltimore wanting to pay their guy, but at the same time, there has to be a line drawn in the sand. Lamar has to see it from both sides of the aisle. Um, The Ravens, though, they're going to have to hear it from fans. There is sometimes pushback when you plant your feet in the sand. So we'll see what happens in Baltimore. They're going to have to make the tough decision. They might have to trade him if the bridges are burned. And also, real quick, we know Lamar wants a big deal, right? But does he really want to be in Baltimore moving forward? It feels like he doesn't want to be there. And that could be part of the reason why the price tag that he wants might be a little too high for the Ravens' liking. So, that's another thing to consider. Even if the Ravens offer him a nice deal, does he want to be in Baltimore? You know? And normally I don't condone players demanding a trade when they're under, when they just get a new deal that, you know, when they just get a new deal. But like I said, if Lamar just wants to get his money, take the three years, 133, you get 44 million a year, then, I mean, you're still young enough. In two years, maybe think about asking for a trade. You know? Maybe the Ravens can pull off a deal with a guy who's on his expiring contract, you know, he has one year left. You know, it, it, it just depends. Obviously, you have to figure out who's going to eat the money. The compensation part is a factor, obviously. But if Lamar says, I'll take the money now, but demand a trade in two years, um, that's one way to go. Not that I condone it, but don't sit there and complain about not getting offered money when it's right there. Um, And if you're the Ravens, there can be a plus side to this as well, where you give Lamar a three-year deal, you milk that situation, try to win as many games as you can, remain competitive. But in year three, you can say, all right, let's, before year three, okay, let's prepare for the 2026 2026 draft. So that's, that's one way to go about it. And then you can trade Lamar before that 2026 draft. I'm just throwing out ideas. Normally, if a guy signs an extension, signs a new deal, I don't think they should be eyeing a trade 
shortly thereafter. But Lamar can, could get his money, so he wins if he signs a three-year extension. The Ravens, in the short term, they can be competitive, add fans to the seats, keep, keep bringing fans to the seats with Lamar and his play. But at the same time, Lamar would be a short-term Band-Aid, a three-year Band-Aid two to three year band-aid so they can prepare, they have more time to prepare for the 2026 draft if they decided that Lamar is not their long-term guy and they want to replace him eventually it's an odd situation but again Lamar could be a three-year band-aid two-year band-aid and the Ravens can say well we had our fun you got your money uh, we were relevant with you we appreciate it but we were able to take extra time and and figure out what we wanted to do for the next decade at quarterback. We have more time to do that. And also, the, the Ravens could are going to get compensation if they trade Lamar. If he gets one to two years under his belt with that new contract. So that's one way to go about it. Well, the Ravens can always trade you, get compensation. It's not the end of the world. Maybe they get a first-round pick if you if you keep playing good football. So it's not a, a the biggest loss in the world for the Ravens. You might have to eat a little bit of money, but that's why you charge another draft pick. So there's different ways to go about it, and we'll see how it goes. Take a break, come back, do a little preview. This is making it big. And welcome back, everybody. I don't know what happened there. I don't know what all you heard, but bottom line is <laughs> um, the number one team in the AL Central, I think it's going to be the Chicago White Sox. We know about Moncada, uh, Andrew Vaughn, Luis Robert. They have some guys with some pop. They have to replace the loss of Jose Abreu. Uh, but the White Sox... I think it's reasonable to expect with all the talent they have on that roster. They have Bummer. They have Giolito. Dylan Dylan Cease. I mean, they have some guys on that roster. There's no reason why they can't win the AL Central with the talent they have. They're my number one team in the Central. uh, The Chicago White Sox. The number two team would be the Guardians. We know Jose Ramirez, the top dog in that lineup. Stephen Kwan had a nice, is a nice little player. They added some some pop in Josh Bell, uh, but that rotation is where it's at. Uh, Shane Bieber, Aaron Savali, they have some guys who can pitch. Plesac, um, Classe is the closer. I mean. So the Guardians, with their pitching, has to be number two. Number three, the Minnesota Twins. They have some guys who can play Byron Buxton, Jorge Polanco uh, in that lineup. Pitching staff, though, again, it seems like a lot of these teams, they're known for their rotations. Minnesota with uh, Sonny Gray, Kenta Maeda, Tyler Malley, uh, Pablo Lopez coming over from Miami. It's a nice rotation. Minnesota should be more competitive this year. I think they're the third-place team in the Central. Would not be shocked 
if they somehow find a way to be number two and edge out the Guardians. Uh, number four, the Detroit Tigers. They added some guys with some playoff experience to their roster in Maton and Veerling. Uh, they have some veterans here like Jonathan Scope, Javier Baez, obviously, Austin Meadows. But they have some young guys like Riley Green, Kerry Carpenter, Torkelson still on the roster. So there's veteran guys here. And the rotation should take the next step in their development. Spencer Turnbull, I'm curious to see what he does this year. Uh, but the Tigers, nice little young team, still slowly but surely developing something here. They're my number four team in the Central. And the last place team would be the Kansas City Royals. The Royals, to me, will finish last in the Central. Uh, let's take a look at their roster. I mean, how far can you go with Zach Granke, Jordan Lyles, and Ryan Yarbrough in your rotation? They're not great starters. Uh, Brady Singer has to have a light has to have a great year, but it's a developmental year for the Royals. Uh, their bullpen might be the strongest part of their roster. You have uh, Scott Barlow, the closer. Dylan Coleman, Josh DeMont. Uh, they did. They do have veterans on their team, like Amir Garrett, former Cincinnati Red. Josh Taylor, I believe they got him from Boston in a trade this uh, offseason. And Aroldis Chapman comes in, I believe, on a one-year deal. So there's some trade pieces here for Kansas City. Would not be shocked if they traded some of these guys at the deadline for uh, uh, another uh, some minor leaguers. They do have... An interesting lineup, Salvador Perez behind the plate, veteran guy coming back. Uh, a lot of guys in their outfield you probably want to pick out of a lineup. Uh, Hunter Dozier on the team, Nicky Lopez on the team. Of course, the highlight of this lineup is Bobby Witt Jr., who just played for Team USA in the World Baseball Classic. Um, so it's going to be a long year for Kansas City. The Royals are not nearly going to get the same amount of publicity as the Kansas City Chiefs in football. So it's going to be a, a very long, challenging year for the Kansas City Royals. They're my last place team. Just some news I wanted to pass along as I found out here today. Veteran infielder Jed Lowry, former Red Sox, former Oakland A., He's going to retire after 14 big league seasons, MLB seasons. Uh, Jed Lowry, veteran guy, been around the block, played the infield second base shortstop, I believe. DH, was a DH sometimes. Um, been around for a long, long time. Uh, if you, He has one of those helmets. It's, it looks like it's a little too big for him. But uh, it's one of the, it's one of the more unique helmets uh, that I've seen. Normally, uh, if you just look at the helmet, he stands out. Braves closer Razel Iglesias has a shoulder injury, shoulder inflammation. Uh, he's going to start the season on the injured list. Cardinals starter Adam Wainwright is going to hit the IL. He's going to be out for several weeks, it looks like. So, 
Injuries popping up. We know Edwin Diaz is going to miss the entire 2023 season. The Mets closer. There's guys getting dinged up. Um, so just hoping that guys are healthy entering the new year. Uh, like I said, there's already some folks hitting the IL, but hopefully uh, there's no more. There's no more injuries uh, the rest of this pr- uh, preseason time in the MLB because we want teams to be fiery on all cylinders, and you want you don't want teams at a big disadvantage early. Um, see if I can do this here in four minutes. So I'm going to do a quick preview of the NL West, uh, and we'll wrap up previews next week with the AL West. Um, so an NL West preview, rapid fire. I think the Padres are going to win that division. Just too talented in their starting staff. Um, you, they added bench bats like Nelson Cruz, Matt Carpenter. I mean, they have veterans across the board. The Padres are no joke. I think they're my favorite to win the world, the the, uh, the National League pennant this year. Wanted to pass this along. Recent news here today in the MLB: Phillies first baseman Reese Hoskins was just carted off the field with a knee injury. It was a non-contact injury, it looks like. So uh, it happened with his left knee. We'll see what happens there with the Philly first baseman. Again, I just said it. You know, I want to see no one else get hurt this preseason. Let's have teams come in as fully healthy as possible. But uh, unfortunate news for the Phillies and Reese Hoskins here today. We'll see how serious it is moving forward. But the Padres, they're my favorite, I think, as of now, to win the NL pennant. They have veterans across the board. Yu Darvish was just a part of Japan's WBC championship win over the U.S. But you have Darvish, a veteran veteran in that starting rotation, Blake Snell, Michael Waka, uh, Joe Musgrove. The bullpen is solid with Luis Garcia, Josh Hader, Robert Suarez, the lineup. Manny Machado, Bogarts, Juan Soto, uh, Carpenter, and Cruz are going to be the uh, platoon at DH. You have Fernando Tatis, Trent Grisham, Jake Cronenworth looks like going to play first base. Really, really strong ball club. The number two team, the LA Dodgers. I don't know how you can put anyone else at number two. The Dodgers with... Julio Urias, Clayton Kershaw leading the way in the rotation. I expect a lot out of Dustin May this year. The bullpen, it's kind of pieced together. It seems like every year now the the Dodgers just throw together a bullpen. Some veteran guys sprinkled in. Uh, A lot of random guys, though. Uh, Bullpen includes Shelby Miller, Brusder Gratterall, Evan Phillips, Daniel Hudson, the lineup, it's pretty good. Max Muncy, Will Smith, of course, uh, Freddie Freeman, Chris Taylor, Mookie Betts in the outfield, J.D. Martinez comes over as a DH, David Peralta, the ex-Diamondback, ex-Tampa Bay Ray, Miguel Rojas, the shortstop, with Gavin Lux out for the year. 
the number three team in the NL West, I'm going to give it to the San Francisco Giants. Um, were really good two years ago. Last year, not so much, but they have some veterans in their rotation. Bullpen with the Rogers brothers. Duvall as the closer. Scott Scott Alexander. I believe he's a left-handed option for the for the Giants. You have guys in that lineup who can hit a little bit. It's not an amazing lineup, but they did add Conforto. Uh, they still uh, and Mitch Haniger. They already have Peterson and Brandon Crawford. Number four team. I'm going to give it to the Diamondbacks. Mainly because. <sighs> They have a lot of young guys coming up. There's some excitement there. But you look at the Rockies. I'm just not excited about their rotation. I, I don't love their... I mean, their bullpen's okay. Uh, with Brent Suter, Brad Hand, Daniel Bard. They have some guys there. Pierce Johnson, Dinelson, Lamette. The lineup, it has some pop with C.J. Crone. Uh, they just added Jerickson Profar. Randall Grichik is still there. Chris Bryant, Charlie Blackman. I think I just like the Diamondbacks a little more. I could be wrong, but actually, you know what? Give me the Rockies. I think the Rockies will be the number four team. Uh, Diamondbacks, the five team. This has been making it big. I'm the Fuse signing off. Enjoy your week. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.